Did you know that Jesus was a Jew? Did you know he was a Jew? Some of you do. He was a Jew. Did you know that our Christian faith, our Catholic Christian faith, is actually built on Jewish tradition, the Jewish religion? Some of you do. Okay. It is, just so you know. All on the same page now. Yes, Jesus was a Jew. Our Catholic Christian faith is founded on Jewish tradition, on Jewish, the reality in which they lived out their faith. And sometimes when we are hearing scripture or we're reading scripture, there are these passages that are absolutely life-changing. These are like monumental scripture passages, but because we might not be like rooted in the Jewish tradition, we might not have the same understanding and perspective that the Jews had when they heard these scriptures, sometimes we can just pass right over them. And one of those passages was in the gospel today. And I don't want to pass over it, because we need to speak about this, because this passage is monumental. This passage literally will transform your relationship with Jesus, particularly in the relationship with him in the Eucharist. Do you guys want to know what patches I'm talking about, yes or no? I don't believe, you know, I'm going to talk to you guys because you guys aren't saying anything. <laughs> Do you guys want to know the passage I'm talking about, yes or no? Yes. Okay, amen, all right. Maybe I'll talk to them now, they're sleeping. Jesus is walking towards John the Baptist, and John the Baptist points and all the Jews, everyone around, hear him as he points and he proclaims and he says, Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. To every Jew that was there hearing this, this proclamation that behold the Lamb of God, this would have like shaken a Jew to the core. It would have absolutely been this like monumental moment, because this behold, the Lamb of God, has Passover language all over it, right? To the Jew, the Passover is the greatest feast to which they celebrate every year, the Passover, the moment when God himself liberated Israel from the slavery of Egypt. Every year they would celebrate, it's the highest feast so when they say, when he says, behold the Lamb of God, every Jew's ear and heart would have perked up and this would have like shaken them to the core. But for us to actually understand and allow this passage to touch our hearts and to move us in the same way it would have a Jew back then, we need to understand the reality of the Passover. We need to go back to Exodus when this happened and understand the monumental reality of what God actually did and set forth in the Passover. So Israel, they're enslaved by Egypt. God's people are enslaved. And they cry out to God. They cry out to God. And they cry out to God. And God hears their prayer. And he calls Moses. And he says, Moses, you are to go to Pharaoh in Egypt. And you are to tell Pharaoh to let my people go so they can worship me on this mountain. Now, Pharaoh, super hard of heart, extremely obstinate, is like, no, I will not allow that. So God, in his justice, 
sends the 10 plagues. The last plague, 10th plague, God says, at midnight, I will go through all of the camp and every firstborn animal and male will die. Every firstborn, from the richest of the rich, from Pharaoh's son to the poorest of the poor, every firstborn, male and animal, will die. Now God in his mercy, he goes to his Israelite people and he says, if you do these five things, if these household, every household does these five things, when I go through the camp, Physical death of the firstborn, I will pass over that household. If these five things are done, this is where the word Passover comes into play. Because God passed over, physical death passed over that household. If these five things that God instructed each household to do was complete, was fulfilled. Here are the five things. First, every household had to procure an unblemished male lamb. So a perfect lamb, not lame, not diseased, not sick, no broken bones, perfect male lamb. Second, you had to kill the lamb. You had to sacrifice the lamb. You couldn't break its bones because it has to be perfect, but you had to kill it, slaughter it. Third, you have to take the blood of the sacrifice of the lamb and you have to spread it on the entryway of the door. And you have to do this because when God goes through the camp, this blood is going to be a visible sign to God that the sacrifice was made. Because you can't have blood without sacrifice. Something has to die before you get blood. So it'll be a visible sign to God on the doorpost that the sacrifice of the lamb happened because the blood is present, a visible sign. Fourth, you have to eat the roasted flesh of the lamb. Now listen, um, everything had to be fulfilled. All five of these had to be fulfilled. If you don't like lamb and you choose not to eat the lamb, you die. The firstborn will die in that household. I have a lamb allergy, don't matter. You got to eat the lamb. I don't like the taste. Don't matter. You got to eat the lamb. You have to eat the flesh of the lamb and the sacrifice. You have to. Otherwise, the sacrifice is not fully complete. You have to eat the sacrifice for it to be complete. Fifth, you have to make this a day of remembrance forever. A feast every year that you will gather and you remember what I did for you. That I passed you, I passed death over your household and I liberated you from the slavery of Egypt. So every Jew, I mean, this is literally the highest feast. So every Jew knows the Passover. They know the five things. They live it every year in remembrance. And so here they are and John the Baptist like looks and he goes, behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. This would rock a Jew. You want to know why? Because basically John the Baptist is saying to everyone around here, you will eat this man. You will eat this man. 
This man will be, he will be, he will be killed for you. And you will eat his flesh. This would rock a Jew. Because they understood the reality of the Passover. He is proclaiming to them, this is the new Passover lamb. That not where physical death will pass over you, but through Jesus and his blood, eternal death will pass over you. This is the new Passover lamb. I mean, this is why, right? I mean, if it's a new Passover, these five things still have to be present, right? For every Jew, they realize this. If you're the Passover lamb, the new Passover lamb, then there has to be a lamb. And you have to be perfect, unblemished, unstained. Jesus, perfect. Two, you have to kill the lamb. Jesus, crucified, destroyed, killed, slaughtered. You'll notice, too, in Scripture, it says that not a bone of Jesus' body was broken because the lamb had to be perfect, undefiled. We have to eat and partake of his blood. The crucifixion, that's Good Friday. The institution of this new Passover meal happened on Holy Thursday when Jesus takes bread and wine and he consecrates it and he truly makes it into his body and his blood and then fulfills what he said he's going to do on Good Friday that next day when he actually gives up his body and he actually gives up his blood for his people. And then you are to do this in remembrance of him. So that everyone who partakes of the sacrifice of the lamb, Jesus Christ, will experience not just forgiveness of sins, but the consequence of sin. You see, the consequence of sin is not just physical death. It's eternal death. It's hell forever. That's the consequence of sin ultimately and yet everyone here, I'm going to die, you're going to die. Physical death will touch all of us. And yet we who have this gift to partake of the very body and blood of Jesus, God would look at us then at the end of our life and he would see that we've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. He would see the visible blood of Jesus upon us and that eternal death would then pass over us. Here's a huge part that we forget all the time. See, so many times, brothers and sisters, we can struggle to truly believe that what looks like bread and what looks like wine is actually the body and blood of Jesus. To a Jew, they would know immediately that would be his body and blood. Why? Because it wasn't a symbolic lamb that they killed. They didn't symbolically kill a lamb. They didn't symbolically eat the lamb. It was an actual, real lamb, real blood, real flesh, and they really ate it. Which means if Jesus is a new Passover, there's no way it can be a symbolic crucifixion. He wasn't symbolically crucified. He was crucified. Nails went through his hands, crown of thorns on his head, a spear into his heart, nails in his feet. He was killed and crucified. That wasn't a symbolic crucifixion. Thus, there's no way if we're to partake and be a part of the blood of the Lamb that this is a symbolic communion, a symbolic body, a symbolic flesh. That's impossible. You can't have a new Passover lamb without a sacrifice and actually eating the real flesh and the body and the blood of the sacrifice. Otherwise, we don't have communion. Otherwise, we're dead. We're not going to heaven. 
Otherwise, we are dead in our sins. If that is a symbolic action, if it's just bread, if it's just wine, one, we're idol worshipers, two, we're dead. We have no hope. To a Jew, this is why in John 6, when Jesus proclaimed to them, he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has life within them, and I will raise them on the last day. This is the reason why so many Jews were like, this is impossible to understand. So many walked away because they really knew what he meant. They understood completely that if you're the new Passover lamb, then you have to die and I have to eat you. And they couldn't fathom this. My brothers and sisters, every Mass, we are at the Last Supper, we are at Good Friday, and we are at the resurrection of Easter Sunday, every single Mass where Christ himself, in an unbloodied way, is crucified once again upon this altar to which I will serve at. And we will call forth that Holy Spirit to transform that bread and that wine into the actual body, into the actual blood of Jesus. He will then be crucified in an unbloody way on this altar so that what? That you can partake, that you can eat of the flesh of the Son of Man and have life eternal, that your sins will be wiped away. Not in a symbolic way, but actually your sins be wiped away. That the blood of the Lamb would be upon you. That you would have confidence in the midst of your life. That whenever Dutch may death may touch you, that you have no fear of it. Because you have eaten and you have partaken of the true Passover Lamb. Every single Mass. And that that blood of Jesus is upon you. And that God the Father looks at you and he looks at you as the blood of Jesus has been washed upon you. And he will know that you've partaken of his Son. And you can have confidence that when we meet our Father in heaven one day, that he will see that blood on everyone who has partaken of the real body and the real blood of his son Jesus. And that eternal death, my brothers and sisters, will pass over you. It will pass over us. There is no way this is a symbol. No Jew would ever think it was a symbol because they knew their history we must know our history, my brothers and sisters. This is the new Passover, and the new lamb is Jesus Christ. And I, my brothers and sisters, it will not be John this day, but it will be I myself who hold up and I will say and proclaim to you, behold the lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the lamb. Blessed are we this day that we're called to this supper, this saving supper where we will eat his body, and we will drink his blood, and we shall have life eternal. Blessed are we who this day have been invited to the Passover feast, the new Passover, with confidence. We shall meet our Father one day, but we will not meet our Father like this. We will meet our Father soaked in the blood of Jesus, and eternal death will pass over us. Amen.